Hey everybody, it's Saturday, Saturday the 15th, is it? Is it the 15th? No, it's the 20th, (laughs) time flies. I actually had a really great week. I uh, published my book this week, yep, the 15th. Actually, that's why the 15th is on my mind, I guess. On the 15th, I finally published my book. And it was really exciting because, uh, well, first of all, I've never published a book before. And uh, secondly, it's something that I wanted to do for a really long time, years, and um, kind of wet my toes here and there, got back on shore. This time I took the full plunge and with a coach who was my um, and is my, my accountability partner, my accountability coach, I actually did it. I actually stuck to it because I would start and stop for years and I finally did it. And part of the reason it took so long, yes, is procrastination. That's a part of it. Second, intimidation because, you know, I just didn't know if I could put everything that I wanted to write, everything. I wrote the book about my experience overcoming um, certain death, which I'll get to in a minute. But uh, you want to get all the ideas out and have it make sense. And I was intimidated about being judged on what I had to say and how I said what I had to say. Would it be good enough? Um, You know, a lot of doubts about my ability and how I would be perceived, you know, um, writing about the stuff that I had to write about. So that, but then also perspective. And I see now, speaking of perspective, um, that taking that time that I took to um, finally put it all together was necessary because I needed the distance from it. I needed the distance to see like the whole thing, you know, and um, distance myself emotionally from it too, to be able to write things and not seem, you know, I didn't want to seem like, um, like ingratiating or what's the word I didn't want to see because sometimes when people talk about their experience you know people roll their eyes like oh here we go and you know I like I didn't want to seem like grandiose like you know what I mean I was just thinking about all this stuff but that's what I do when you get lost in your head then you just get lost, you know, and don't arrive where you need to go. But I have arrived finally, and I'm really excited about that. And actually, to be honest, I'm proud of myself for doing it and reaching my deadline. Actually, I set the deadline with my coach for the 15th of July after missing several deadlines without him 
and I think one with him, but I said, okay, the 15th, because I had initially, yes, initially said end of June and it didn't happen. So I said the 15th, I could not miss that deadline because I said it and there was somebody looking at me like, "Mm." and I couldn't look like a failure in front of, you know, him, because I would literally be in front of him. And it's like, you don't want to waste somebody's time. You know, like there's all this shame is very, very valuable. (laughs) That's something I need to write about the value of shame. It keeps you accountable. And so I, I accomplished it. 103 AM, I published my book on Amazon Kindle on the 15th. So I made it. And, um, really uh proud of myself and I'm just happy that I believe God sent me my coach because I've wanted a coach you know I've even approached people about being um a mentor I've been turned down uh I've wanted a coach and so now I have one and I wasn't um looking for a coach at that time, you know, it wasn't, I went to an event that I didn't even really want to go to. Um, but someone who is involved with uh, an organization that I was a part of, uh, sent an invitation for an event they were hosting. And I hadn't gone to any for about a year, hadn't gone to any event. And he was always sending me stuff and we communicate a little bit. And I thought, you know, let me go to this one. Let me at least make it to this one. Because there were a few around that time and I didn't go to any. I said, let me go to this one. And so this one I went to, I ran into a friend of mine from childhood that I haven't seen in years and years and years. She was there. And I was just like, wow, I'm so happy I came. And it turns out her friend is involved in the organization and that's how she got there. And then I met EJ, who's my coach, you know, and uh, we interact. We had a really fun conversation. It wasn't about coaching or anything. I was just like cracking jokes and everything. And he followed up and it just kind of evolved into this arrangement, this um, this relationship now. And so I'm really happy that I have that because I have lots of other goals I have to meet um, in this year. So that's going to be important to have and someone to bounce ideas off of. So I published my book and I posted a video on Facebook about the book and I really like what I ended up doing. And uh, I want to edit it and put it out elsewhere, but um, I have gotten a lot of good feedback, you know, like because it's people I know. So obviously they are supportive and it's for free, available for free on Amazon Kindle. I should tell you the title. That would be great, right? (laughs) It's called How Death Saved My Life overcoming scleroderma lupus and stage 4b hodgkin lymphoma that's the title and subtitle um by melissa a mavor that's me so um it's available on kindle and it's also available in paperback and it's for free and oh today is the last day that it's free so um 
yeah if you want to go over to Amazon, you can read my book for free. But also, you know, they make pages available to sample if you have a Kindle, at least. So that's always going to be there. But the book is about the things I've learned, the lessons I've learned, which a lot I talk about here and there, but I put it all together. And I just, you know, it's going to sound weird, but I see illness at you know the horrible thing that it is it's still also a great opportunity because it it teaches you so many things there's so many lessons that we could learn just by people telling us and people do tell us and it just kind of goes in one ear and out the other because we can't relate but um you know illness which puts you in a very vulnerable, like one of the most vulnerable positions you can be in in life, teaches you a lot about life. It teaches you a lot about yourself. And now I'm reading Think and Grow Rich, and a lot of the principles he's talking about, I completely relate to uh, personally. Because I learned a lot of this stuff, which might sound pie in the sky to a lot of people, but I learned that in my experience with devastating illness, potentially, factually, I technically did die, um, had to be resuscitated. But um, that experience taught me a lot about what the book is about and how mindset and, and your vision can transcend the natural, you know, logic and things that make sense. There's more, you know, and when you have a vision and you commit to it, you can bring it forth in reality. It connects with spirit. It connects with the universe and you create that reality for yourself. And the book is about creating wealth that way through your thoughts, through your mindset and how that your mindset, your mentality informs your brain to make decisions that bring about the result you want or um, just echoes in the ether, in the environment to bring about that um, the reality that you want to see. And I experienced that. And I talk about, I, I wrote about it in the book. It became very, very clear to me when, for example, you know, I wrote about feeling like I was in a tunnel, like a tunnel and just ensconced in darkness. But at the end of this long, vast tunnel was a light and it was barely visible, but I could see it. And so I didn't focus on the darkness. I focused on that light. And at the end of the light was a trip to Miami. So I had this vision of the beach in Miami, being on the beach in Miami. That's what I wanted. And that gave me um, the energy and the willpower to keep, you know, not fighting because I think the idea of fighting cancer, fighting illness is wrong, but to keep holding on, to keep being hopeful, to keep being grateful, you know, that mindset um, to make that happen. And that's what happened. Cause my mom did take me to Miami. Um, and then I can reflect back on other times in my life that, uh, I 
my my vision became real and one of them was very very powerful because I had this vision that kept coming to me. I was going to run into somebody at a certain time at a certain place, like a corner, the corner of 18th and Walnut in Philly. I was going to run into this person. They were going to drive up the Walnut Street to my right, and I'm going to turn and look at them. The Barnes and Nobles will be right there. We're going to say these things, and I'm going to go to the, the store. That's what happened. That I mean, to the letter, to the T, everything I envisioned happened. I, I was walking up Walnut Street and the person drove up behind me to my right and saw me and called me. This is exactly what happened. And we had the conversation I thought we would. I went to the bookstore and all that happened. Um, and there are other times, but that one was really, really powerful for me. And that's how I knew that, you know, dreams are real. Words are powerful. Words create reality, but so do dreams. And it's important to dream. Um, And what I'm doing now is I am trying to create the habit of recording my dreams, like writing them down. I know I said (laughs) habits are hard to keep for me. And um, in a previous podcast, I said my new habit is getting up and doing whatever I want to do. But no, uh, that's not a habit. So I want to keep working on the habit of remembering my dreams because one of the tragedies of life is having an amazing dream and forgetting it as soon as you wake up it's so hard to hold on to um so I want to train my brain to hold on to dreams I have ideas that come to me and I don't I'm even afraid to get up and write them down because I don't want to lose them and that's what usually happens (laughs) So, yeah, um, so that's like one of the things in that book, how um, uh, Think and Grow Rich, that I can relate to. I definitely find those chapters like 12, 13, 10, 11, 12, 13, really powerful. And because, you know, I have been even before I started to read it, I have I had that book for quite a while and I picked it up, thumbed through it, put it down. Then I saw something on um, YouTube where this girl said that, you know, this is how I made $10,000 in a month. And so I was watching the video and she started talking about that book. And so I picked it up, but it coincides with something that I've been thinking. And I also mentioned in my video that I put on Facebook how to apply the lessons I learned in that state of acute emergency to be able to make it. How do you apply that to real life? Because that's like life, you know, when everything's fine and good, um, we tend to take things for granted. We take time for granted. We take good health for granted. We take potential for granted. We take things for granted and we get very comfortable. And how do you take those lessons from being completely uncomfortable and desperate and apply to life? Feel that sense of urgency about life itself. How do you do that? And so um, it's interesting reading this book because it's kind of like answering that question, you know. Uh, you have to have the emotional pull to motivate you to keep going. And uh, the vision 
with that motivation and with that emotion to, uh, you know, build your habits and, and your, your, uh, your activity, I guess I could say, um, to create, to call things to you so that your vision can manifest. Cause it's not the other thing I learned about being very sick is you're not really in control of anything, but your mind and the things that you can do right, yourself. But most, most of it, most of what brings things into being, you don't have control over and you have to be comfortable with that and have faith. That's the other thing that um, is talked about a lot in the book. You have to have faith. Life is accomplishment is about faith, authentic accomplishment that doesn't come from manipulation and, and like stealing, you know. Um, so in a sense, you're accomplishing getting what you want, more money or whatever, because you, you just took it. But when you create something, you accomplish something. Um, that happens through faith. And so it's not all about you. Um, it's what you put out to call to you. Kind of like people talk about karma, what you put out comes back to you. It's very real. And so all those things I learned from my own experience and it's being, um, projected back to me as being confirmed for me in this book and I just find that fascinating I'm like oh my gosh I already went through this it's real it's not only my head <laughs> um and it's really wonderful to to have those lessons I wish I had known this 20 years ago honestly like my life would have been so different and um so I'm gonna actually give that book I'm gonna give my book and that book to like every te late teens, anybody about to go to um, college, you know, about to graduate high school that I know, I, I think that book is really powerful. And mine too, because it's a confirmation, you know, like this is real, like this is not like made up stuff, you know. And of course, the author talks about all the, you know, um, people that we admire, these super wealthy men, the Carnegie's and um, Henry Ford and all the leaders who practice this stuff. And that's how they made it. And I think today about um, Bezos and Amazon, I always remember him being clowned in the financial press, business press. Like, what is this Amazon supposed to be? I mean, he can't just sell books. They've reached the end of the road with this. How many more books could they possibly sell? And Bezos went on Oprah to make the case for his company, his vision for his business. He had the vision. The so-called experts had no clue. They didn't know, but he had his vision. And I'm sure he practices a lot of this stuff too in, in uh, Think and Grow Rich. You know, you have to have your vision and have faith in your vision. And the Bible tells us, put faith into action. So you can't just sit around and expect something to just manifest out of thin air. It will, it, or it will seem that way when you put your action together with your faith, you know, the natural with the spiritual. And um, so I just find it really, really powerful. And I have big goals. So <laughs> 
Um, but I think I had uh, approached my goals the same way that I approached this book. Um, fear, you know, which is a prison, it's a trap. Fear of how I'll be judged and um, fear of not being good enough, you know, fear of not uh, measuring up and um, all of that stuff, you know, and, and it's, it really is learned behavior. So another thing that I learned from my experience is the importance of reparenting yourself, because when you go through this, you start to see things very, very clearly, all the like fog that you've been living with around you, it clears up pretty good. And you start to see stuff and you see even how your self image was shaped by how you were raised. I mean, we all know that, but you see more detail, right? Um, your self image and even your self worth is shaped by how you were raised, even if it's like, you know, um, subliminal stuff. It's not like necessarily very direct lessons, you know, but practices, um, how other people's way of being, the people around you, what it teaches you about yourself. And it's very important to reparent yourself. Like that's the whole point of being an adult to, you know, as a child, you have to be who you're told to be, but as an adult, you have to be who you decide to be. And to be able to do that, to step into your own power, you have to acknowledge that you have to see it and acknowledge it. And I think a lot of us don't see it or acknowledge it. And so we work on autopilot. You know, this is how we were raised. This is who we are. And that's where we operate from. And it's, uh, you know, that also is like a trap because you're not seeing how, why you're thinking the way you're thinking and doing the things you're doing. And uh, so we don't, I think a lot of us walk around without having um, true direction. We don't direct our own life. And so that's what I learned from my experience. You have to direct your own life. You have to reparent yourself, reparent yourself so that you can um, step into your authentic self and lead your life and not have your life be led by circumstances, by other people, politics, all this other stuff going on that a lot of us are doing. So that stuff's not in the book, but that's probably my next book. And uh, so I'm just really excited that my book is out there and really happy that I hope, you know, somebody, one, two people maybe will be um, inspired to step into their own power, acknowledge their power and have the courage to step into their own power to get the results that are meant for them, you know, it, given their unique set of um, circumstances, their unique personhood, become who they were, <clears throat> who they were meant to be and who they would like to be and all that stuff. So I'm going to put it in the comments. Uh, in, I mean, in the, the, the description, the name of the book, maybe I'll put a link but um, it's How Death Saved My Life. It's on Amazon right now. That's the only place it's available. Today is the last day it will be free, Saturday the 20th of July, 2019. 
Thank you guys for listening. And I'll talk to you again.